Hello and welcome to the Match Slip Podcast. My name is Frank Angeloni and this is the official relaunch of the Match Slip Podcast. With this relaunch comes a new direction where I'll be interviewing local game store owners throughout the United States. For the inaugural launch of the podcast, we have Christopher Fitzpatrick from the Meta Gaming and Esports joining us. The Meta is located in St. James, New York and hosts multiple TCG tournaments as well as LAN tournaments. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Right, so Chris, thanks for uh, coming on the show today. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. No problem. So, won't you tell us a little bit about why you decided to start and pretty much launch a game store? Um, I know you have multiple partners that you work with, and uh, what your reason for getting into that uh, gaming industry? Um, what drew you to it? Um. Oh, geez, that's a super open-ended question. <laughs> I. Uh, what drew it? So, I mean, the idea of the meta started off originally as a land center exclusively. Um, when I had first come up with the idea, uh, I think around like 2016, um, I was playing league, you know, every night with uh, my partner, Ryan, you know, my business partner, Ryan at the time, we were both working at Starbucks Um and I was like, hey, man, like, why can't we open a shop where we can just, like, have customers that come in and, you know, pay to play League of Legends with us? And he's like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. People just have their own computers at home. And uh, uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, we all have our computers at home, so might as well just do there. And then we were in Boston for a uh, for some professional League of Legends event, and uh, we had some time to kill before we went to the to the stadium and uh we actually found a land center that was there and we walked in and i gave him a little nudge on the arm i was like huh see and he's like yeah wow actually this is, it was packed it was just like people were playing uh you know uh console games they were playing pcs they were playing league there was a little kitchen um there were people hanging out just like enjoying themselves i was like wow this is cool this is this is what i had originally imagined uh so you know we um got home and you know we really started to brainstorm and crunch the numbers and uh you know it was uh and we took it from there um and then obviously frank what you know the meta as is wildly different from what the uh meta originally started off with you know we went through so many different trials and tribulations through the quarantine and uh, you know rebranding and redeveloping ourselves um and obviously, we are now more of a you know TCG card shop um, and like tournament venue rather than a land center. Um, over the years, I've just been like breaking down computers and tables to add more space for TCG play area, um, just because the demand wasn't really there. And uh, it's it's really unfortunate because the whole esports industry kind of seems like it's falling apart and. Uh, but uh yeah but yeah without going into that that's basically how the meta started uh yeah so what what would you say was the hardest part of starting in the beginning i'm i'm i would imagine the cost to start up a business to open a retail store was probably one of the most difficult but um i'll let you you know explain more about that i, I that was just my initial thought from somebody who hasn't done something of this nature out of no it's it's you know what it's the cost is obviously yeah is 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 probably the biggest hurdle to get over, but um, you know, I, I, without without being too, um, I guess, rude to the. Here's how it happened. Um, we went through the SBA, which is the Small Business Association, mm-hmm. uh, and if for those who don't know, it's basically just like a bunch of retired old dudes who like to help um, see their hometowns like thrive by just like helping business grow. Uh, and start in there, but explaining in the esports industry to a bunch of old dudes that was the hardest part 
Yeah. <laughs> they were like, they were like, what do they play solitaire? And I was just like, oh my god. No. Hard, hard to explain <laughs> when they haven't like lived through it themselves. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, we we made a whole presentation, a report. And I you know brought my laptop. I showed them YouTube videos of what esports looks like, and they were like, we don't get it. And I was just like, what do I, what do I have to, what do I have to do to explain this to you? It's just they hop the computer, they play the win money. It's an awesome time. And they're like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so, you know, we got our loan through them. Um, but getting them on board was like the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> I, I can imagine the the challenge that that must have been. It's kind of like, you know, explaining computers to, you know, somebody who's not very technical. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, another challenging thing was um, finding locations. We went through like 20, 26 different locations around the island uh, to – um, to look at and and I think like the second and last one was the one that we ended up on. So like we 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 spent a good like four months just like going around like not we obviously didn't do it day after day because we all had our jobs, but like it took that long of just what we had with, with you know with our free time to be able to to lock down a location. That was pretty aggravating because like. After like the tenth location, it became like super discouraging. You know, we're like, mm-hmm. no, 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 and then uh, you know, you just kept sticking it with it, and uh, you know, finally found the one that worked. And this wasn't your your first location, right? I remember um, talking to Mike at the store, and he had mentioned that uh, you guys were originally out in Nassau County at the time. Um, no, um, so face Michael Lombard owned Aeon Gaming, which was a tournament venue for, like, primarily Super Smash Brothers. Uh, it was just, like, a warehouse. Uh, okay. That was his own location in Deer Park. Oh, I now, see. What had hap- yeah, what had happened was um, two months before quarantine, um, he, he got shut down. There was, like, some zoning thing that he was unaware of. The fire marshal came in, and not even to his own fault. Like, his neighbor, his neighbor was, like, it was, like, some clothes retailer or something like that they had some type of fire um it wasn't even anything it was just like a little bit of smoke and the fire marshal came and then she checked out the whole area she she came and she came and checked the whole strip and she's like hmm, what's going on here so face got shut down from like a super unfortunate technicality um oh jeez. And, and yeah totally and so he had a giant community and just no home like they just like weren't allowed to go back to there and he's like i don't know what i'm supposed to do so you know he met up with us. We had worked with him prior in the past, and we're like, "Why don't you just start running your events here and just start running your tournaments here? And we'll just split the cost." And he's like, "All right." And then quarantine happened, and then nothing. You know, so nothing happened. We were all shut down. Right. But over the quarantine of like, what was it, three months that we were shut down for? So that was like March to like end of end of May into June. We kind of like rebranded ourselves all as one team, and um, and then when we reopened, we just kind of like hit the ground running there doing cards and smash and computers like best of both worlds definitely it kind of worked yeah yeah how it, how it all came together like that yeah i didn't realize that i thought actually at the time uh you were working with with mike back when he had his store in deer park i didn't realize um that it was a conglomeration of everything coming together it just so happened you know with the circumstances that it kind of was like it seems like a blessing in disguise almost with how you guys all came together to be able to do this yeah, it was odd. It was odd of how um, how smoothly it worked, you know. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt. And so, with the with the way the store is now today, um, from my time um, coming to the store, which I've enjoyed tremendously, um, you guys run a lot of events, and I haven't seen a store hold as many events and get the turnouts that you guys get. On top of it, what do you think uh, brought all that together? Like how how long of a process was that to to build up like from the ground up essentially with which um which which kind of events because like we run a lot of different stuff sure so if we if we do let's take the TCG stuff okay and like we could start with that in terms of um, how you got the turnout for you know the various formats for the for the various TCGs whether it be you know Yu Gi Oh or Magic um for Let's see. How did it start? Let me try to rack my brain. Um, so, Face has been playing Magic in like all over Long Island since he was like a kid. So he's just kind of like ingrained in the community as a Magic player. Um, 
And so he also did like card games at his store, like on and off. And so he already had like access to an existing, um, to an existing community, if you will. And, and also when we first started doing cards, he knew a guy, um, who was, um, pretty vocal in the commander scene as well for magic. So he kind of like, he's like, Hey, uh, why don't you come play some commander here? We have cards. And he's like, all right. So he got like 12 people, um, like coming through weekly for commander. And then, uh, uh, and then once you, uh, once you get like sanctioned by like wizards of the coast to start running like magic events, um, you kind of just promote it and people start coming. It kind of like fills itself. Um, but uh, Face just had a lot of friends in the community that were able to just like, I don't want to say follow him, but like he was able to access, if you will, you know. So like he came with just like a community like attached to him, which is like gravy, you know. Definitely, I mean, because that's pretty much almost I would imagine um, came about through what you were mentioning earlier regarding how much he played from when he was younger, and I'm guessing a lot of those people he's kept in touch with that have kind of he's kind of helped move over to now the store that you guys have. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Face has definitely in his, in his years of, uh, operating and running Aeon definitely made a lot of good friends, definitely made a lot of allies, um, that he was able to be like, Hey, I'm over here now, <laughs> you know? And then, uh, you know, they just showed up and subsequently met us, you know? And then, uh, we, you know, we just do, we just try to do our best to make good business and treat people well. And, and apparently, apparently that's not something that's, that's hard to come by in this industry, the card game scene, you know, for some reason, people just like, don't like going to specific places around the Island for various, Mm -hmm. very specific reasons. And I'm like, what? That's so crazy. Why don't like, why, 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 why would the owner say something like that? Or why would they run an event like that? You know, it just seems so weird. Uh, boggles my mind when some people just like don't have like the customers or the players best interests in mind, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I was kind of blown like just, just a kind gesture that you did towards me, just my very first time ever at the store uh, when the new Phyrexia, Oh wait, not new Phyrexia. That's a long time ago. The Phyrexia old be one. Um, hey man, I, I was playing during new Phyrexia. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I started playing during Mirrodin. We've talked about yep. this in the store. Yep. I, I wish at the time that was before I knew formats existed. Totally, meet Sam. And uh, I didn't even. I, I was like 17 years old, so I didn't even know that <laughs> that formats were a thing, or that even that there were pre-releases and stuff like that. But um, yeah, when I when I came to the store for the Phyrexia old be one pre-release. Um, I thought just just your common courtesy of asking, you know, like how do you think the event was run and everything like that. That, to be honest, I mean, that's before I I I know who you are as a person now. You know, before I really knew you, and I was just kind of blown away that just that little question mm-hmm. of of asking, like you know, having the customer in, in mind like that. When and I'm not the type of person who even expects anything, and like j- that kind of just blew me away that that little gesture and i could tell how you go out of your way and and face does too um of n- you guys know everybody's name which i'm i'm that's, shocked that you guys remember that's a me thing name. that's actually a very me thing i i just happen to to just appreciate and value when people call me like i prefer being called christopher of chris and like that's just like a very little thing that i've come to just like adapt into my own processes of you know running my store like i i appreciate being called christopher maybe someone else would be appreciate that you know what i mean like so yeah definitely yeah it's it's definitely um it's definitely something i took notice of right away and i immediately i remember i was talking to my mom about you know from when i was young she remembered me going to the game store all the time as a kid, like when I first started driving, when I was 17, you know, every Thursday I was at the game store after school, I would drive there. And every Saturday I was there from like noon in the afternoon till eight 30 at night, playing both Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments and magic tournaments. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't, I, I don't think I can handle that anymore, but <laughs> um, I, I told her, I was like, you know, I haven't, the place I was going to previously, as, as we've spoken about uh, at the store, I hadn't felt the connection to the store like I do with the meta. 
And I told my mom, I said, you know, this is the first time in a very long time that I actually want to actively go and play again. I've always loved magic. I've always loved the game. But this was the first time that made me like, I said, yeah, I'm going to get out of my house and go do that. So it's a testament to what you guys are doing over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when we first started running Smash tournaments, um, and like face wasn't always there, uh, we we just axed the, the smash the, the smash kids so i was like what are we doing wrong what how can we improve because like we if you go into the mindset knowing you don't have a clue of what to do it it, it really makes things so much easier of because these these kids these guys just wanted to just have a good time they just wanted to play their game they wanted to get better at the game and they just straight up told us they just told us what to do <laughs> it was just like it made things so easy you know and like it made things actually fulfilling because they were having a good time and they were telling us that like, they're like, yeah, no problem. You're like, oh yeah, maybe, maybe do this next time. Uh, oh yeah. Also you might want to pick up this equipment. This makes it easier to do the bracket. Um, and we're like, okay, okay. And you know, the people just appreciated that so much. Um, and they, they really, they really paid us back just by being loyal, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm definitely loyal to you guys just from, you know, what, just that, like I said, the initial first impression, I've seen it in the store of how the other players there engage with you guys. And it's, it's really great to see. It's just, it brings me back like to, to when I was 17 again. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, I know you mentioned like smash tournaments and whatnot. So I I've seen that going on in the store and there's definitely huge turnouts, um, for that as well. So if we just for a little bit, we'll switch over to that and talk about how you manage to do both, tcgs and video game tournaments that's something i also blew me away when i first walked into the store i never seen something of that scale and a store of your size it's pretty big and i know face did his store was tremendous he showed me pictures of it so i'm kind of curious like with doing those tournaments on top of it how do you guys balance all of that um yeah well first off i i I, my store is i wouldn't say big it's definitely a very smaller scale it's only like 20 300 square feet. Um, it's a retail size. It's a retail store size, but for something to do smash, like I, I, w- I wish it was bigger because like a lot of times they just feel crammed in there. Um, and that's always something I was, I've always felt a little self-conscious of, of uh, making sure that the guys had enough space, which, you know, they never, um, but how do we do tournaments for smash while also doing TCG stuff? I mean, like, honestly, I think the answer is just scheduling. It's just like, trying to make sure that like they don't overlap as much because the smash tournaments usually can get loud with like the PA that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times card gamers want just like a nice quiet time. Um, but like for commander, commander doesn't need a nice quiet time. Commander likes the energy. They like it loud. So like Tuesday nights, we run a, we run a smash tournament. Um, Friday nights, um, we try to do commander, um, but we started doing those on demand drafts, but they don't really have pick up, um, they only get like eight to 12 people at a time. So we don't really need to have quiet time for draft. Uh, plus it's Friday night. So people feel the energy. So it kind of like works with it, if you will. Um, and that's when we do our smash tournaments, Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, and after that, like it really hasn't, um, been an issue of like running them at the same time or scheduling conflicts. Um, it's just been like, can we run a big magic event then? Oh no, we have a smash tournament. Oh, can we, can we run a smash tournament then? No, we have a big magic event. You know, it's just all about scheduling. Definitely. I mean, it's, it's clear too. you guys are very on top of not only the scheduling, but the communication, um, not only amongst yourselves as, as business owners, but also from the, the standpoint with the customer base too. I mean, whether it be, I know you guys use discord. Um, I know I've messaged, face in the past on a uh, mes- Facebook messenger. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys are always, even with everything going on in the store, you guys are always very attentive and very on top of it. And I think it's just a testament to how dedicated you guys are to what you're doing. Yeah. I think being transparent and being able to be accessible. Um, you know, we are in an industry that has a lot of niche things uh, like product wise, and being able to not being able to be accessible and available to our customers, I, I think that's extremely important. Um, 
And so, yeah, I like, I try to use, I try to utilize discord as much as possible. Uh, if anything, I've been using it so much in the past few months, I've been really trying to grind people to, you know, get into the discord because like, if we're not in the store, you know, I can, like, I, I feel like I don't have any power. <laughs> I don't have any power uh, when I'm not there and I, I can't be there every day, but in the discord, I have access to all these, you know, to, to like our communities, like my customers, right? My players, I have everyone right there. I can talk to them right there. I can, I can advertise right there. I can promote events. I can, I can see what's going on. I can find out if there's a product I should get, you know, I, it, it's, I feel like, I don't know why more people don't use this. I, I think it's just like a win-win. Like people already use discord as a way to like communicate with their friends. And it, it, again, like it's a win-win. I just have everything I need right here. Uh, and also like, I also like to like play the games that my customers are playing. So like I've, I've come to like be pretty good friends with um, a few of our customers, like our commander players. Like we went out to Philadelphia um, in, in February uh, with a bunch of the commander guys, but like we shared rooms and like, these guys are my, are like, these guys are my, my boys now, you know, like I've, I value them as like good, close, dear friends um, that I've made over the past two years. And they were just random guys coming into my store, you know? And, and now those guys like are going to be, obviously they're my friends, but they're going to be coming to my store for, uh, you know, for forever, you know? And that's, I, I want to do that. I want to do that times 20. I want to just like have people come in. I want to be friends with them. Cause I just like making friends with everybody. That's just who I am. I'm a social butterfly and I want to go hang out. I want to go hang out with them. Not at my store too. Like I've gone out, we've gotten drinks together. We've played Commander at the Blue Point Brewery in Patchogue. Yes, we've, yeah, that's yeah, great. Yeah, we, we've 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 we just want to go hang out, and hang out, and have a good time, and then and then they buy product from me. You know, it's awesome. <laughs> it, it it really is. I, I think you know, I think you're the like one of the, like an ideal person to run a business because you have the ability to communicate. You have personality. You you have you know you like people. So mm-hmm. I think it helps quite a bit. Like from your standpoint, I mean the fact that, you know, customers developing, you know, very close friendships with you, it's, it, it shows what you're doing is working. Mm-hmm. And it was the immediate um, perspective I got right from the get go. I said, okay, this is a place where I, where I definitely want to go. And even just seeing, you know, I've played you in magic games, I've played face and just to see the owners playing too. Um, that was something I never got to see before. Cause I know, and you know, sometimes the owners are very busy. They, you know, it's, it's constant stuff, but you guys have a really good system where it, you're able to balance both, you know, not like you, you got into the business because it was obviously a hobby and a passion of yours. But then as many people know, those passions of something that you started a business of, you kind of maybe not don't have the same amount of time that you did, at one point because now the business almost consumes and the ability mm-hmm. to and be engaged in it like you used to, it's now just a, a daily, daily thing where you're just there to serve the customer base. But I like that you guys have found a, a healthy balance for, for you all that, that works and where you can still engage in it. So you never feel like it's to, to me, it doesn't look like, it, I know it's work, but it doesn't look like you guys, like it's stressing you guys out to the point where it's like, Oh geez, why am I doing this? You know? Mm-hmm. Well, if it doesn't look like I'm getting stressed out, good. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I, I would let's, never. Th- yeah, I've never. Let's thought keep up stressed. that facade. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's definitely, definitely points where I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, I would rather be literally anywhere else than like doing this work you know but that's just Mm -hmm. the type of exhaustion that comes from any type of job it's not particular to this Uh, but you know there are definitely a lot of times where i'm like wow this place is pretty cool i've done a pretty good job um there are times that i like when i close up shop by myself and it's like just me it's like one in the morning closing up turning the lights off source clean i'll do like one of those like look arounds and i'll do like like a nod to myself i'm like hell yeah dude like this is my spot you know, I'm super proud of what I built. And, uh, and yeah, like what you said, sometimes it doesn't feel like a job. Sometimes like, sometimes it just feels like I'm just hanging out with my friends. And then I just occasionally ring them up for like a Pepsi. And then, uh, uh, yeah, I'm very blessed and very grateful to, to have, a, uh, you know, to be able to have this service to provide for my community while also, you know, getting kickbacks from it as in like being able to just like chill and play games. Um, and yeah, you know, a lot of times I can't, a lot of times I can't play, 
uh, like on a Tuesday night when it's just like super, super busy, I, I really won't be able to sit down till like midnight. And like at that point, I got to go home because I have to be up the next morning. Um, so I, I really, I really, it's not always just I can just come in and sit down and chill. Uh, but on Sundays, like Sundays are slower. I work Sundays. And like if we have an odd number for a draft, you know, like I'll throw down and I'll, I'll sit in for a draft just to make it an even number uh, because I don't want to have a player have a buy. I'd rather, I'd rather do the work later just so this other player can just sit down and play. You know, um, that's important to me. Uh, and uh, other than that, though, uh, I try to play as much as I can just because it helps me offload, you know, the stress of work um, and it makes it easier to come back, you know, the next day. Absolutely. Yeah. And now, is this the only thing you do? Do you do the meta full time or do you have another job as well? No, I actually do have a full-time job uh, as well. Um, so the meta, a lot of times I'm, I'm going from, from job to job. So, uh, I, you know, I work like nine hours at my, at my regular job, and then I get up and I <laughs> go, to, go to my store and then work for another like five, six hours. Um, so like a lot of times I have weeks where I just like actually don't have a day off. Um, like on set, like Saturdays and Sundays are my day off from my, or off from my regular job. But if I have a, like I work every Sunday at, behind the counter, already and then if i if i have an event to do saturday that means i just don't have a day off and i'm i'm actually just running around all week um and uh it can get pretty hectic it definitely can get pretty pretty hectic i uh i have lost a lot of sleep my my girlfriend has been yelling at me to be able to find ways to just like get more sleep uh because like i've been getting these ter- i've been getting these terrible migraines and headaches lately just from like exhaustion you know um, and I've actually had to call, I like this past Monday, I called out of work because like I woke, I took like, I tried to take like a power nap for, for like 10, 20 minutes. Um, and then I ended up sleeping like four hours. Uh, and I just had to call out of work that day. Yeah. Yeah. I was just so shot. And it was just, I was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize I was that tired. I didn't feel that tired, but like, I guess my body knows better than I do, you know? Yeah, and so, there's a part where everybody's body kind of shuts down, like especially when it feels overworked. And you're you're definitely putting in a lot of hours. I mean, between your full time job and I had thought you had told me you had a full time job. I didn't want to uh-huh. like quote it in case I was, in case I was wrong. But no, totally. Um, yeah, that's that, that's definitely a lot what you're doing. And it's it. What I'm even impressed by is even when you're at the meta, you, you're still always in a good mood. Like it doesn't it doesn't seem to affect you. And I. Is that just like something you've um, trained yourself to like, just like put like whatever say happened in your, in your regular job, like you just put it out of your mind and you transition into, um, you know, being able to do like your own business of what, what makes you happy? Um, I definitely don't think it's something I've trained. Uh, if I'm in a bad mood, like everyone will know. It's like, because I'm usually in such a sunny disposition. Like I'm always just, I got a little tune in my head. I'm always happy to see people. I'm, I'm always very well adjusted. Um, that's just how I've been at all my jobs. Um, I just wanted to just, Hey, how you doing? How's it going? What's going on? Nothing. Great. Awesome. See ya. And mm-hmm. I've just, so when, when I'm in a bad mood or something crappy happened to me that day, like you'll, you'll know that I'm, I'll, I'll be just like more quiet or more pissed off looking, but, um, it really doesn't happen that much. Like I, I'm always just super happy to, to just be out and, you know, go to my store and work. And, uh, that's, I think that's just a me thing, to be honest. I've just always been a little chipper dude who's, uh, just super, super happy to see other people. That's really what it is. For sure. Yeah. I, I, I I could definitely imagine um, there were trying days with the with you know doing both jobs, and from the standpoint of the meta, if what, what would a, a typical day look like there? Like if you if you were to abstract the you know your your full time job, what would a regular day look like there? That you're say, say it's. Um, Maybe not the Sunday since it's slower, but if it's like a regular day, like with we have the pre-release coming up um, for March of the Machine. What does that mm-hmm. like look like in terms of like preparation, in terms of like with working with the distributor, like organizing that type of event? Because, you know, from a player standpoint, it obviously looks like very 
well organized from my standpoint, and but I'm sure there's a lot behind the scenes with what you have to do to get something like that to work. Sure. It's not that crazy. Um, we get automatic emails for like any type of this new product. Our, our distributors want to make money. There's, our, we're, we're getting handed by our distributors all the time about new products coming out, you know. So it's not crazy work for figuring out how much product we want to get. We just kind of come up with an idea of like, hey, does this set look cool? Sure. Um, what, how, what were the numbers for last pre-release? You know, And then from there, we kind of figure out how many pre-release kits we want to get. Um, and then from there, I do all the back end of making sure the buttons on the website work and the promotion for it. So like, I literally <clears throat> make all the graphics. Um, I... Uh, make the products in on our website. You know, I, I make sure all the buttons work. I make sure that the the web page has the you know description of the event properly, uh, and that definitely takes a lot of time. Uh, but you know, I can I can bust that out in like twenty minutes, really. To be honest, um, I've got it down to like a science. And after that, um, it's it's just trickle in work. Like orders come in, I go to the, like my my portal, my like my web page uh, order portal and i see like people purchasing these tickets i basically just mark them as fulfilled and then i add them to the event and that's that's it and then like when the event comes we just open our boxes i go to the uh the event link which is the wizards like tournament website i i see everyone who signed up which means that they paid and i just call them up and i just hand them a kit and that's it it's super super easy um it's it's actually a little easier than you think i think the initial scramble is like doing the Photoshop work and then like doing the marketing campaign. Um, that can be a pain in the butt sometimes, but uh, I, I, I enjoy working on Photoshop. Uh, so it, it really doesn't feel that bad to be honest. Yeah. As a developer myself uh, in terms, I, I do computer programming, but I, uh, I envy the, your ability to do graphics. That is not something that's a skill of mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, uh, none of us, none of us were able to do Photoshop. Uh, I just, I had to teach myself uh, I had to teach myself how to use it and how to get get down a good style. And like, if I go back and look at my old stuff when we first opened up, like, good lord, do I cringe at like what I made? Because like now, I would I would never make something like that now. It's just so funny to see like the arc of of skill. <laughs> and uh, and I like I, I came up with a template like last year that I really fell in love with. Uh, and it's it's more of like a it's like I could just like. Am I making a magic event or making a Pokemon event? Pokemon? All right, great. I'll just go download some recent Pokemon card images, slap them onto the graphic, uses the same template, that same format. I'll change the font to Pokemon, and that's it. And I'll put the Pokemon logo on there. Bing, bang, boom. And rinse and repeat, no matter what game we're doing. I, I, like right now, I've got Photoshop open right now. I'm looking at this flesh and blood. It's the same template, like the, the, like the graphics cut in half with this big triangle. I put a character on there from Flesh and Blood. I change the font, and that's it. It's actually, it's a, I can really bust out a graphic in a few minutes uh, from what I made. So it, it's very helpful to be able to do something that's like rinse and repeat because uh, you don't really want to get bogged down by these little intricacies. Again, like our industry is so niche. So like if I have to make some like Super Mario baseball graphic, which is like so odd, but like I can I can make it in a few minutes just by going on Google and finding some images and some fonts files and bada bing, got it going. Yeah, and once you have that that system down, you have that you know almost like it's like a tempo. It's just like you're you're in the groove with it because you figured out what works to put it all together, mm -hmm. and you're doing less thinking about it now. Yes, and it's more of just you have these processes in place that enable you to be as efficient as you can. This way, you're not having to think about it like maybe say you had to in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it definitely helps a lot. Less stress for starting events. Uh, and it just makes it seamless and makes it easier, you know, which then allows us to make more events. You know what I mean? So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So when you started doing the events and to be have them sanctioned Wizards events, I know that goes through the uh, Wizards Play Network, I believe it's called yep, WPN. And when you go through that process, because I know there's regular WPN and there's WPN Premium. Mm -hmm. um, I've talked to Face a little bit about this, but I don't know if I've talked to you about it before. I can't recall. Um, but how does 
the WPN premium process work? Because I know it was something Face was interested in, and I would imagine, are you interested in that too? I know there's a whole process with that, but I'm not really familiar with it. Yeah, we're, we definitely want to do it. Uh, we will not be able to get that done for our current location. Just like the way that the, the state that the floors are in the store, it would take quite a colossal cost to redo the floors to make it happen. So let me back it up. The WPN premium uh, is a status that your LGS can reach. And it comes with a few perks, um, not many perks. <laughs> I wish there were more. Otherwise, more people would do it. The perks are um, you have a little premium symbol next to your store on, their, on like their store locator search function on their website. And you get allocated a little bit of extra product. That's it. <laughs> That's like it. Um, so a lot of people really haven't found value in the premium uh, because it is mm-hmm. a large uh, task to to take on. They the you know essentially they're gonna want their store your store to be like flawless. All your tables have to be the same type. All your chairs have to be the same type. All your garbage cans need to have covers. They're going to send in a secret shopper. You have to have, you know, product stock. You need to have pictures on the wall of the last few sets. You know, there can't be any type of product sitting that's opened out on tables or on the floor. There's just a lot of just random um, uh, things like checklists that you need to have. It's a whole laundry list of, of things you need to check off. Now, that being said, we plan to have our next location in the next year and a half to be – as we open, we plan to have it a, uh, a premium store. So like having an existing store and then changing it to – or upgrading it to a premium store is definitely a lot harder than just opening a new store with the premium in mind, you know, because we just – that's we'll just buy the stuff ready to go. And so we are we are going to definitely be aiming to hit premium for our next location uh, opening up because uh, we won't have to change anything. We just buy the stuff we need. That's it, you know? Mm-hmm. And what location are you thinking? Like what town were you thinking of uh, considering? Uh, that's all to be determined. Mm-hmm. It's also all up in the air. Um, we have a few spots that I can't disclose on just yet. But um, uh, as the months come in closer, because our release is up pretty soon, uh, and uh, we definitely like to find a spot in the same town or a, a few towns adjacent just to be able to keep um, our existing community um, until we are able to open up our our big location. We have plans to open up a big, uh, like, 5,000-square-foot spot. Oh, to, nice. To, yeah, I'm looking, yeah, looking to, forward to, to seeing it. Yeah, we, you know, people are going to love that. We, we really want to make a, a big tournament hall uh, and uh, you know, really stand out on the island. I think it's going to be really, really cool. That'll, that'll be awesome. I guess my final question on the topic of the WPN store status, if you will. Um, I did some research once into it on my own. I was just curious. And I was seeing, I was like, and, and I'm sure it's not um, as glamorous on its face compared to um, what it is like from your standpoint, from what you know about it. Because I saw something like um, that they give a WPN premium store like fifty thousand dollars to do renovations. Mm, that's 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 not really accurate. Um, so they you are able to get a grant from Wizards to be able to do renovations. I think that like I think the max caps out at fifty thousand dollars. Okay, but how it works is they give you half of the of the they basically rebate it. So if we need to get the floors done of our store, that's going to cost 11 grand. We already had a guy come in and quote us. 11 grand to do the floors. That's a huge cost, yeah, you know. Definitely. That's like rent for that's like rent for for 3 months or 2 months for yeah, us. You know, that's insane. High. Nobody has that, right? So I have to pay that up front and then I send the the invoice or the receipt to Wizards and then they rebate it. So like it's it's it doesn't really make sense for us right now because like we don't have that cash on hand to be able to just like throw it at a you know at the floor. Absolutely, yeah. And so if if they did it up front, it would be easier because then it's less of a uh less of a uh, you know less of a cost, less of a overhead. It's not as as a crazy cost anymore. But the fact that we initially have to front it that was like, oh, yeah, we really can't do that. We're just not at the spot to be able to uh, make that happen. Yeah, and is there even a guarantee that they will 
reimburse it? Or is it like, I guess, one of those things you first have to qualify for the, the premium before they even do it? I guess because it almost seems yeah. like they want you to go through yeah. the process to show that you're going to do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, definitely. You definitely have to be able to qualify for it. It's it's very uh, frustrating. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. It's definitely very frustrating. Yeah. I can imagine. So, yeah, one other thing I wanted to touch on with the store in particular was, and this um, I thought was just a pretty cool idea, just like outside of the drinks and stuff, but you guys doing food in there too. That was a really, I thought, unique idea into it because like for for myself, outside of magic, I'm also a big comic book reader. And Mm -hmm. one of the things I've always thought of just from documentaries I've seen is I was like, oh, I said, I'm I'm surprised. Surprised there's there they they do exist, but I was like, oh, I'm surprised there aren't more comic book stores that have like a coffee shop inside of it, or something mm-hmm. like that. And I thought you guys do it well, like which is just having the option for food in there too, because you know when especially when you have the longer tournaments and stuff, and you know people are there for a tournament for four or five hours at a time, you know having that option in there, I think is a good idea, and I'm I would imagine with the bigger store that's something if you wanted you could expand upon that. Definitely, we had originally planned on doing a, a small cold kitchen um, in the Meta when we first opened up. Uh, however, the location that we landed on already had a coffee shop uh, and like a brunch spot in its shopping center. And due to a non-complete, non-compete clause, cl- uh, sorry, due to a non-compete clause, you can't offer similar items or services that another existing business already does. Ergo, <clears throat> we couldn't have a kitchen in our spot uh, in the location, and it wasn't really the biggest idea. Be- uh, the biggest, there wasn't the biggest deal because um, we would have had to had paid extra for construction in our store to. to do the piping, uh, to do piping and plumbing up to the front of the store. So we were like, Oh, I guess we just don't have to do that now. So let's just, we'll just do the coffee thing later. You know? Um, so we never really built the kitchen that we had planned to. Cause like my, my background is food. Like before I opened the meta, um, I was working, uh, I was running a, uh, like a, like a vegan cafe, uh, on the South shore of the Island. Um, you know, making pizzas and sandwiches and, uh, it was a hangout spot. It was late night hangout spot. So I, I had the idea. I was like, "Oh, I wish I could like make like a land center with this like type of food." So like that's so you know the meadow originally had a kitchen in this plant, and, and I was going to do all these types of cool uh, gaming themed food dishes and and like all, and like I also worked at Starbucks for five years, so I was planning on doing a whole like cafe. Um, coffee section that you can get all these cool like magic and uh well it wasn't magic at the time but it was like league of legends and like overwatch and street fighter stuff um definitely have an extensive culinary background <laughs> uh well yeah i haven't really i, st- I like ever, ever since i stopped working there like i might stop cooking so my uh <laughs> what do i know anymore you know but i definitely plan to dust off that engine uh in the future you know that's that's very cool i, I just like that that was in the plans i mean like just to think of, you know, the various specialties that you all have from what Face has and what you have, that that marriage of those two um, backgrounds from him with the, the land stuff and then bringing, you know, bringing magic into it and um, you with your, your cooking side and, you know, your, your background with doing all the tech stuff and it just, it's it seems to just really work very well. And you both mm-hmm. have very similar, you know, personalities where you you both get along with everybody and it yeah you know and just seeing like um you guys going through the process of looking for a big an even bigger place to do some of these other things i'm i'm very happy for you guys i think it's excellent well thank you we love having you i appreciate um, you it. are yeah you are such a joy to be around and have at the store it's awesome oh thank you yeah I, I i enjoy coming it's 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 a wonderful time every time i'm there and i guess as we get we're approaching an hour here, but um, one of the other things I wanted to talk to you, which I know is, is your favorite format to play is commander. Mm-hmm. And it's something I know I've built decks. It's something I know I would like to play more of. I've just never actually really played many commander games. And I'm curious from uh, your experience, what, what interests you about commander the most? Hmm. That's a good question. How do I answer this? Um, so, I mean, we've all started playing magic. Um, like either at a store when we were younger or like my brother taught me 
in his apartment upstate in Albany in like 2000, 2008. Um, so like Alara had just came out and like Zendikar was coming out soon. Mm-hmm. So like I started learning magic then and we were just playing with him and his old co- college buddies. And then he taught my other brother how to play. So me and my brother, Kevin, um, you know, uh, I've got, a, I've got, I have, I have a huge family, but that's a story for another time. So my brother, Kevin and I would just, we just decided to just play games, um, you know, at our dining room table, like, for forever like we just always played like silly games uh and we just like built silly decks and and then we stopped playing magic you know we fell out we fell out of it and then when we got into doing cards at the store i was like oh yeah i forgot dude like i love magic magic's the best this game is so much fun but like that 1v1 like silliness didn't exist anymore it was just all about the 1v1 competitiveness which wasn't really my cup of tea and then someone had introduced me to commander uh and I actually really didn't want to play at all i was like super <laughs> i was like out of it i was like no even my partner ryan was just like come on like i'll, I'll go buy a deck i'll you know you pay me back later and i was like no dude it, it'll be fine he's like come on it'll be fun and i was like all right fine so he got me a deck and then i played it and then like I, I really quickly found out like oh oh this is the silly part this is the this is the fun non-competitive thing that it magic has transitioned into I was like oh my god why have I not been playing this sooner this is so fun um, and yeah like the commander part is for people who don't want to like grind uh, competitive games or don't like that don't enjoy that 1v1 aspect of magic anymore commander is definitely a new way to engage in the game and for you to feel that validation of like yeah this game still slaps this game is still great because commander is so hilarious it, it you know at least to like the funniest times you make deals with opponents you backstab opponents uh you know you make temporary allies you uh, it's just so much fun and frank like you said we can definitely get you some games going uh, i can definitely help you build some decks to make uh some cool commander decks to uh to keep up at the store it's a lot of fun it's, it's definitely something i want to try i mean my initial hesitation to it was so growing up i played sports and and i've always been a sports fan so i was always very competitive not mm-hmm. competitive in the traditional way you see some people get where um you know, outside of me watching sports, for example, yeah, I'll get frustrated when my team loses or something like that. But me personally playing, even though I'm, com- I'm more competitive with myself. Um, and I was always used to just doing one V one. And so the thought of now having three opponents was kind of daunting to me until somebody, I don't know who said it to me, but somebody said, you actually don't have to think about it as three opponents because you're not actually needing to pay attention to everything that's going on like you would in one V one. It was hard to get out of that mindset of, of thinking of it in that way. And then I know when you make the deals and stuff, I said, I, when I first heard about it, it was a little off putting to me. I didn't get it until I started watching the command zone podcast. Mm-hmm. And I started to seeing game nights and seeing people play it. I said, Oh, this, this looks interesting, but I knew then you had to find a play group and find people to, to play with. And, and I just never found the, the right place where I felt comfortable doing it um, since I wasn't really familiar with the format, but like having now been to your store and talking to you all about magic and seeing the people who play one V one also do commander. I was like, Oh, this, this seems more of my speed now. Now I think I can uh, wet my toes a little bit. <laughs> yeah. We, we definitely have a good healthy community for commander and I, I love all of our guys. I'm so proud of all our guys. We are very, we're a very healthy community and we just want to welcome more players. So, um, we can definitely get you in, sit you down and get you some good games, bring you up to speed about like what good, what, like what cards are good in magic. But like, that's also like an awesome thing about commander because there are so many, there's like over 50,000 different magic cards. Right. Mm-hmm. And like a handful only get to see play. Right. Yeah. Commander is an awesome format where you can just like, you can use like this ridiculous card from like Champions of Kamigawa from 2004, and like it's good, you know. And you're like, wait, what? What is that card? How old is it? How am I being like I'm being hosed right now from this ridiculous 10 cent card? What is happening? You know, like that that type of like me playing Manitai against you and Dre. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> I got I got so tight. <laughs> uh, but yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, people run Manitai and Commander. It's just perfect. It's just and it's it's a joke. You know what I mean? It's just it's like oh you're gonna okay fine fine you got me you got me good you know Uh, it's just like 
it leads to like these hilarious situations that would never ever ever happen in a type of uh in any other format of magic you know sure yeah I, that's that's one of the things that has led me around to it i i've built a few decks and just to think of you know i was truly one of those players at one point that said and this was to one of my friends at a previous store i went to i told him i was like i said i'm just not really a fan of tribal in in in, in magic like playing tribal decks and he said he said you say that now, he says, until the right creature type comes along. Yes. And boy, was he right. When dogs yep. became a thing, <laughs> I was immediately like, okay, now I know when I'm building and I've since built the zombie one too. And I was like, oh my goodness. I said, here I am eating my own words. I was like, but it was, it was kind of that eye-opening thing for me with Commander in particular. I was like, oh, this card I wouldn't play anywhere else. But in Commander, I said, you could do whatever you want. <laughs> Totally. Yeah. I, I, I had the same similar thing. I was like, oh, tribal. Everyone's doing tribal. Everyone's making elves, you know, like everyone's making dragons, yawn. I don't want to do that. And then I saw there was, um, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but someone, there was like a, a legendary creature that cared about monks. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, monks. That's so awesome. I, I, I love the whole idea of like, like, um, think of like Jedis mixed yeah. with like the temp, the temples, but like, uh, like, Eastern martial arts, right? So, like, I love that whole type of, uh, you know, Crashing Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm-hmm. all those martial art movies. I love that. So, that whole fantasy, high fantasy of like monks, like um, um, Avatar: The Last Airbender, okay. right? The uh, those guys. I was like, oh my god, that's what I want to live in. Like, that's my fantasy. So, a whole tribal that cares about monks. I was like, sign me up. I want to make a deck about that. That's that's my jam and jelly. <laughs> that's really cool. It's, it's amazing how yeah. magic can uh, can do that. Like, I truly try to think about it, and I don't know of anything, any other game, because I am not like a video game player really anymore, outside of maybe playing Magic Online or MTG Arena. Um, yeah. In general, I'm not really a video game guy anymore. That kind of left me when I, after my – oh, geez, it probably left me after college. Um, so I, I – don't really play much video games anymore but magic on the other hand seems to always have that replayability that making you come back to it something cool comes out like i get excited for new cards all the time um mm-hmm. it, it really is fascinating when you think about it and i'm sure just as an owner of a store too like because like prior to you having the store like it was just you and you know you would go to your the store that you went to at the time and and you're almost alone with your own thoughts about you know your excitement with something but like i'm sure even like seeing it from all the other players because I, I i think it's really cool um seeing how excited people get even at your store like with pre-releases or even draft and stuff it's it's, it's mm-hmm. you'll learn about a card or something that you is something that you wouldn't even pay attention to yourself totally yeah um definitely i uh yeah i mean that's that's perfect totally <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so I think the final question here that I was going to wrap it up with as my, my brain kind of just melted in with, in itself. Cause, Oh, I was going to ask you about um, how it was going to um, you went to the magic con event. Oh yeah, definitely. In Philly. How did that, how did that all go? That was such a cool experience, man. Let me tell you. Um, I actually, wasn't even planning on going uh i had one free tickets like on on some twitter giveaway i got very lucky oh, yeah i had one a, a full weekend pass um on twitter and then my uh we were splitting a hotel room with, with four guys with well three other guys so there's four of us so like the cost of the trip was so low i was like oh my god i gotta go it was so awesome like it didn't break my bank at all it actually left me with extra spending cash to like go buy cards there uh that's the best of both totally <laughs> yeah man like we had such an awesome event there's a there's a commander player um you probably know him devin uh we had uh we we've been chasing these two cards for our own uh commander decks uh there was a time when we had um built a whole pod of the you know the the planeswalkers that flip the baby ones that flip like the charger that flips into the planeswalker um 
they're from like the Magic Origins. So we had we had made a whole pod of commander decks with those decks. We're like, um, uh, so I made a Chandra deck. It's Chandra Tribal, and you know Devin made Liliana Tribal. Someone else made uh, Nissa, and then someone else made Jace. And so we did a four player pod of those. So we just had a blast. But Devin and I were the only two people that actually kept our decks. We enjoyed them so much. We're like, wow, like I'm going to keep this as like one of my legacy decks. Uh, well, a legacy commander deck. Like this is like I'm just gonna I'm never gonna take this part. This deck is like gonna be symbolic with me. This is awesome. I'm having so much fun time. So having that, and that was like two years ago already. So we've been like upgrading it and blinging the deck out. And one of the things that we had came across was we're like, oh, there are San Diego San Diego Comic Con um, exclusive cards that we wanted to pick up for our commander, but they're so wildly expensive. And we've just been talking about like, if you do it, I'm going to do it, you know? And then like, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy it online. You know, but we never got around to doing it. But when we went to Philadelphia, those two cards were right next to each other at the same booth. And Devin and I looked at each other and we're like, we're doing it, you know? Uh, yeah. It's one of those, what are the chances? Like you have to, it was meant to be. And like him and I were so happy that we were there together to be able to purchase these cards because we've been talking about it for a year, you know? Um, and it was just, it was, it was such a fun moment to be able to like, there it is, man. Like we're going to do it. And uh, we still talk about it. You know, I mean, obviously it was only in February, but still like uh, every few weeks we're like, it's a great story. Yeah, it's fantastic. We're, and we're very proud of like <laughs> holding out to be able to, to, uh, to uh, get those cards. But the, uh, the event itself was awesome. Like I just played commander all week. Um, I played games with, um, random people from all over the East Coast. I met people from Ohio, Illinois. I met people from Jersey, from Virginia, uh, the city. It was awesome. Um, I had so much fun. There was a game that I won that went on for like an hour and a half that I like. I legitimately popped off when the game won, when I won it, you know, because it was such a slog fest. But it was all with these just like random people that I had met at that event. And uh, it was so cool. Everyone there was just having a great time. Like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I highly recommend you going with just a few friends, but then like going out to go meet some more friends. You know, I got I got people's, you know, I'm like, I was also looking at network, you know, I was like, hey, I got a shop, you know, like, here's my card. Um, I was also looking at network as well. And uh, me being wanted to make friends with everyone, you know, it was it was a win win. It was awesome that yeah, that that sounds like a a great time. It's definitely something I want to do myself one of these days. I, I, thought that would have been like a, a good chance for me to go uh, with the one in Philly. But I, you know, I've kind of wondered, this is kind of like on a tangent of my own mind, but they don't really do um, magic events in New York. It seems like, like yeah, of that man. scale. I wish they would. <laughs> yeah. I, they're, they're, they're very weird. It's not even magic that does it. Um, they, they contract other companies to do their, you know, conventions. Right. Um, who did this one? Re, uh, Read Pop was they the do company. Too. That, yeah. So, so they don't even, they probably just have like a quota they have to meet and they give this company everything that they need to run their event. They're like, just do our things, you know? And then Read Pop takes it from there. Uh, and yeah, that was like one of the, that was like the biggest thing that I, I heard from like our guys about the Magic Con. They're like, how come there's not one in the city, dude? Like, I would be there all the time. I, I didn't have a good answer for that. So, yeah, it, it is quite fascinating, though, isn't it? How many people play this game? Like it, it, like on Long Island, like when we're at the Meta, or just just in general. I mean, you know, out in Suffolk County, it's you know, it's the suburbs, and and it's like you, we're in our own little silo out here, and uh-huh. it's just amazing how how widespread that this game and how many people play it is across the, it's across the world. It just it boggles my mind sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, we live in Long Island. So there's like eight million people here, and um, there's uh, a lot of them play Magic. A lot of them used to play Magic too back in the day. So it's not even like mm-hmm. not even. There's a lot of people actively playing, and a lot of people that have played it. Like there's a you know dad that'll come into my store with his kids, uh, and they just check. They're like they're waiting for their their table at at the coffee shop next door, and uh, they'll come in and just be looking around like, oh yeah, wow, I used to play this back in the day. Like, what are the new sets now? You know, I'll tell him, he's like, oh, wow, that's crazy. And then I'll leave. But, like, they're definitely, like, but that doesn't matter. That was still a, that was still a good visit. Customer comes in, you know, yeah. you know, reminisces how fun magic used to be for him, you know, 
maybe it's great that they remember totally. it too. You know that it still was a, a memory yeah, in his and mind. Maybe at this particular customer, like he, you really can't, you know, commit time to gain. You know, he's got other priorities in in his life, which I totally mm-hmm. understand and you know, more respect to him. But like that, that quick one minute conversation might be the catalyst that he needs to like go pick up a precon, uh, or you know, or find free time in his in his schedule like once a month to be able to come down and hang out. You know, and that's like that's all it takes. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Yeah, just to have that, you know, that, that like me time, like to be able to like to just have like that getaway, like it may rekindle, you know, wanting to do something totally. again. I, I know I've seen it happen. It happens all the time. Yep. I, I've definitely, I know, like you said earlier, I've had my moments with magic where I've been away from it for a period of time and then I've come back because it was always, you know, just a part of what I like doing. So it's, it's definitely got that grasp. Well, Chris, this, uh, I really appreciate, um, you taking the time to do this. This was an absolute pleasure getting to talk to you about the store and just talking magic with you. It's, it's, it's always an enjoyable time, uh, getting a chit chat. Definitely Frank. Likewise, man, this has been awesome. All right. Well, I will certainly be seeing you at the store again soon. And thanks again for coming on. My pleasure. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Take care. I want to thank Christopher again for coming on the show and thank you all for listening as well. If you enjoyed the show, please join our newsletter at thematchslip.com slash newsletter. While I'm instantly be giving you guys a discount coupon generously provided by Christopher from the Meta. You'll also have access to the Match Slip Journal, an op-ed column where I share my personal reviews of the game stores I visit in the U.S. In addition, if you subscribe, you'll have the opportunity, if interested, in writing a guest article to our email list showcasing your local game store. With that said, we'll talk to you next time.